0: 7.04, we are back here live with the Employment Hour, second time this week, Mondays at 7 o'clock and Wednesdays at 7 o'clock, and, of course, Saturday and Sunday, got the weekend programming as well. We have got you covered if you have questions, employment, uh, anything to do, workplace harassment, severance offers, all of it. As you know, you've heard the show over the last three and a half years, you know, uh, we covered it all. Underneath that umbrella, we the going to get a bunch of topics tonight. We're going to talk about things that you normally don't hear and some some key information. We will get to the Severance Pay Calculator, which is a tool you can use any time you like. Again, free and really easy and some information you'll want to know and keep with you at all times. But we always start with the uh, the week that was Reminder: the phone lines are open. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, wide open, gives a call, and we'd love to get to you. Hey, pal.
1: Hey Johnny, thank you very much, and really uh, glad to be back. Oh, always here to inform and educate. Uh, I uh, I do that in the office when I'm there. I do this on the radio. I really believe in giving people information. I don't lecture. I don't tell people what they have to do. I just need to know that people are are aware of their rights. You know, nothing bothers me more than people leaving their rights on the table, walking away from entitlements, whether you're employer or employee. So that's what we do here. Give us a call now. You have questions. I have the answers. And uh, let me tell you about two situations, uh, guys, uh, here that I've, I saw in the previous week. The first one uh, you know, goes back to one of my rules of thumb, which I always say, which is if it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. And we may go back to that later on the show today if we have the time. So here's a perfect example. Uh, the gentleman that uh, called me had uh, entered into an employment agreement with his employer uh, two years ago, a uh, written employment agreement, but he also had some verbal discussions with the company. They had agreed that if if the employee does this particular job and gets a certain project off the ground, he's going to get a certain bonus, a substantial amount of bonus. He's also going to get a partial ownership in the company, shares in the company. So it was a a very uh, interesting arrangement that they had, they had agreed on it, they shook hands on it. Uh, Well, fast forward two years later, not only did none of that happen, in fact, the person lost his job, his employment was terminated and uh, when we talked, we talked about the issue of severance, but he wanted to know, well, what about the other things? What about the ownership in the company that they promised me? What about the bonus that they promised me? So I asked him, well, how, how was that discussed? It Was it all verbal? And it was. And the problem, John, was not only was it verbal, so it's difficult to prove, right. there was an agreement in place, an employment agreement, that said nothing about the bonus, that said nothing about the ownership. So on the one hand, we have an employment agreement that stipulates what the terms are, On the other hand, he says, well, we also also had a side deal. The problem with a side deal like that, unless the employer is going to acknowledge it, it's going to be almost impossible to prove it, especially in the face of an employment agreement. So the bottom line, what I had to tell the person is, you're probably not going to be able to get the, the, the bonus and the shares that you were promised. It would have been very simple. All you would have had to do back then is send an email confirming the discussions, right? You know, we confirmed that we discussed that you'll pay me this bonus. I'll have these shares as long as I, I I get this project off the ground. He didn't do that. The employer of course is denying there was ever a deal and that's a problem. So then the lesson here, it's an extremely, extremely important one. If something happens, if something is agreed to that you would like to have a record, create that record, send an email, send a note, something, put something in writing that's contemporaneous that clarifies what the deal was. Later on, if you need to rely on it, you'll be happy that you did. Uh, I understand doing things on a handshake, but the reality is sometimes these things go sour. They go sideways, and you'd be so glad if you had something in writing. Please keep that in mind always, John.
0: It's amazing how it's a a simple email. We're not talking some nice, beautiful, you know, Lior Sanfirio letterhead from the law firm. A simple email would have done it.
1: A two-line email, uh, that's it. That's all you need because it clarifies, it confirms, it's a record. And that's all. And, and literally, here, John, we were talking about tens of thousands of dollars man, that were man. at play. What else you got? Second matter, uh, I got an email uh, earlier this week uh, from a lady with a very simple question, essentially a one- or two-line question. All she wanted to know is, does uh, the employer that uh, that let her go, uh, can they insist on uh, her getting severance by way of salary continuation, or can she ask for it as a lump sum? Mm-hmm. It's a very simple question, a very good question, legitimate question. So I answered the question. The answer, of course, was, yeah, you absolutely can negotiate a lump sum payment. Uh, it's very common. Most uh, uh, agreements end up being as a lump sum payment. But what I also said is, but here's one thing. You know, Let's take a step back. Why don't I uh, speak to you? Why don't you call me and let me find out if what they've offered you is actually adequate? Because right. what you're asking me about is step two. Step one is let's find out if they've offered you enough severance. Step two is how are they going to pay it? Are they going to pay it as a lump sum? Or salary continuation. So she called me. She had worked uh, for three years as an office administrator. They had offered her five weeks pay and she thought it was perfectly adequate. I assessed her. She was 61 years old. I assessed her as being owed six months pay, John. So this turned out to a situation from she thought she got everything she was owed. She was just hoping to get it as a lump sum payment to now realizing they owe her another four and a half months pay. So now I'm working with her to get her the the severance that she's owed. And this is very, very common. People call me with with certain questions, not realizing that there's other issues, other entitlements that they may have. So remember, if you are let go, you need to find out how much you're getting, if that's adequate, uh, before you even talk about what the terms of payment are, you can use the severance calculator. You can mm-hmm. give me a call. Don't accept the severance offer, as we've always said, without getting that advice.
0: Getting your ducks in row first is uh, the difference of tens of thousands of dollars, right?
1: Yeah, it is. And and you know, for for this lady, uh, she's making fifty thousand dollars. You know, uh, four and a half months pay versus five weeks pay. Again, we're talking a few tens of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. here. It's a lot of money, uh, and it's money that she needs because she was very concerned that it, it, in in her sixties. It's going to be very difficult for her to find another job. It's going to take her a long time. So, yeah, she's better off getting all the severance that she is owed. 416-870-6400,
0: star 640 on cell. Lines are wide open. We'd love to get you on the phone lines tonight. You have questions about your severance or anything to do with your job, bring them on. We're here right till 8 o'clock tonight. It's the Employment Hour. Just getting warmed up big time on a Wednesday night in talk radio AM 640 714 right here on the employment hour till eight o'clock. Yeah, 416-870-6400-640. On cell is the number we got lots of open lines if you want to talk to us tonight.'d we'd, uh, we'd love to get you on the show and answer all of your questions and uh, solve uh, some mysteries as far as that's concerned God, people there's so much uh, misinformation out there. We'll talk about this and something you said off the uh, the opening uh, salvo there Lior, was uh, something rules of thumb. and we'll go through a few of these uh, rules of thumb that every employee should know. first one, the law is law is your friend, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. That, that is a huge one, and, and there, these are some rules of thumbs that you uh, you need to be aware of, some, some rules you keep in mind, always have them with you, and, and if you do, you'll always uh, know how to deal with the problems that you may be facing in the workplace. And the first one is the law is your friend. And by the way, John, I'm talking from the perspective of the employee for the most part. Mm-hmm. The reality is that the law is quite favorable to the employee when it comes to employment law. The law is really good. There's, there's laws protecting employees when it comes to severance. There's law protecting employees from having their job changed, their compensation changed, their work location. There's laws uh, protecting employees that work overtime, that are being harassed, uh, that are in an unsafe work environment. The law is really good and really extensive. Where the problem is, John, many people don't realize that. Many people don't realize that there's all these laws that protect them. And Mm -hmm. the law says, well, you know, we can't help you unless you, you take advantage of us. So that's what I'm trying to do here. That's what I was trying to inform people. Uh, so many people don't know what the law is so many people don't understand that the law is actually th- their friend here so remember the law is your friend the law is something you can count on it's extensive and if you usually if the question is can someone do this thing to me the answer may often be no they cannot mm-hmm. uh, because the law says so so that's why we're here to inform and tell people why the law is your friend and what the law can do for you
0: john and vaughn good evening opening call how are you pal i'm good yourself good what is happening You got a uh, question for or go ahead
2: Uh, Yeah, I was speaking to the uh, screener, and it's a bit of a long-winded one, if you could just bear with me for a second. Um, I've been with a telecommunications company for uh, about five years. Um, I was terminated about a year ago, um, and I've been sort of going – it's a unionized work uh, job. Um, So I've been uh, dealing with the union and the uh, lawyer from the union – um, as far as getting through the process of uh, possibly getting my job back with the feeling that I've been uh, wrongfully terminated. Um, I've gone through about, I think, uh, I would say two steps, uh, two meetings with the union and lawyers, and now we're going to be going to, uh, I believe, a tribunal um, the end of this month. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, the, the question that I really want to ask, is: I, I feel in myself and I have proof that I believe that there was some sort of Um, discrimination that led to uh, where I am today as far as being terminated and fighting to get my job back. Um, There was never any issues with the quality of my work or anything along those lines. It was always sort of trivial issues. Um, I've got phone calls of of sort of types of conversations and and sort of people that could back me up. So my question is, should I just sort of go through the tribunal and see what happens in arbitration, uh, or should I be looking for some sort of outside help? Cool.
1: So, Anthony, the answer is very simple. You actually have no choice in the matter. You have to go through the arbitration process and the grievance process. There's absolutely no other remedy. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're part of a union, you have to go through that process. You don't have the ability to hire a lawyer. You don't have the ability to pursue matters on your own. There's no court that can help you. The only process, if you lose your job, if you have problems with your employer is the arbitration process, is the grievance, and the union is the only one that's allowed to advance this for you. So it's not really a question of should I do this or should I do that. There, there is no question. It's, it's, you have to do that, or I guess you don't have to do anything. You can drop it completely. But if you're going to pursue it, that's the only way. So there's no point actually looking for other avenues. There simply aren't any,
0: Anthony. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. got uh, Anthony Woodbridge. Hi, Anthony. How are you? I'm okay, yourself? Good. What is happening?
3: So um, I've been working in uh, a warehouse for two and a half years. I signed the contract when I started working there. Now, today I got a letter saying that uh, as of January 1st, 2017, I'm required to do a drug and alcohol test. And I was just wondering if I had any right not to do this test Mm because it wasn't part of my contract.
1: Now, is this something that's implemented for everyone? It's just for you?
4: Uh, everyone in the warehouse,
1: everyone in the warehouse. Okay. So they're not picking on you because they, they think that you may have a, a an issue that no, it's, it's for everyone. An
3: issue with somebody else yesterday. So now cause we work in a safety sensitive role.
1: Yeah.
4: They want all of us to do this, uh, drug test effective January. And that
1: was exactly going to be my next question, whether it's a, it's a safety sensitive role in in a situation where there, there's a, a, a normal or a reasonable connection between uh, being intoxicated uh, at work or being under the influence at work and the job and the job safety, an employer does have the ability to require uh, drug and alcohol testing now, uh, they, they can't necessarily do that in order to fire someone. They can do that just to make sure that the work is done safely or to figure if someone may have a, a medical problem. So it isn't something that you can refuse to do in this situation if it is, in fact, a safety-sensitive job. So uh, I, I think that uh, in that situation, they can implement it. There's that rational connection. They can justify it. So And because they're not picking on you, you can't say it's somehow discriminatory against you then, yes, you would have to go ahead with it, uh, Anthony. All right. Thank you. We Thanks,
0: appreciate Anthony. that, Anthony. And for everyone else, Yeah, we'll take a quick break. Phone lines are open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. you want to shoot us a quick email, you can do that as well, Leor at employmenthour.com. 7.24 here on the Employment Hour. We do Monday at 7 o'clock and, of course, Wednesday here at 7 o'clock as well, live to answer your questions at that phone number. And if you want to throw us an email, it is help at employmenthour.com. We we'll get to the lines uh, right away as always, Jason. Good evening. How are you, pal? I'm doing all right, man. Good. You got a question for Leor? Go ahead.
3: Yes, I got a couple of things. <clears throat> I previously worked for this uh, automotive company. Um, they first of all, like i came to through an agency uh, with a promise to get hired within three months or whatever, and it ended up taking like almost nine and a half months to actually get into the door. Then I had to do uh, probation with that company. Okay, so I did get in, and uh, and uh, what happened was that I uh, the first year, I didn't really get to earn any vacation uh, time, like days. Uh, my first year, I think I only had one, but my second year, I actually had, like, I guess the full seven days plus, you know, you get a couple sick days here and there, whatever. So a time came where uh, this automotive company went on a, a shutdown. And so during the shutdown now, like it was during the summertime, and I I just wanted to see if I can get some extra work within the company. If they had like inventory or something, they didn't have any work. But I didn't want to I didn't want to go on vacation. But they told they told us it's mandatory for us to take vacation, our, like use our vacation days during their shutdown. I never signed for any vacation days. I never allocated any time towards this uh, um, shutdown towards my. Um, uh vacation days and then what happened was i came back let's say after the shutdown um and i had a sick day and i came in after my sick day gave him my doctor's note and when they when i gave him my doctor's note he showed me how many sick days i have left and how many vacation days left and all of a sudden i had zero vacation days and Mm -hmm. i was asking him like what happened to my vacation days and he's like, well, it's shut down. Like, you guys, you know, like, you, we 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 take your vacation days during the shutdown. And I told them, I actually had an argument with the supervisor saying that I've never authorized it. I never signed for it, even though everybody probably, probably 98 or 89% of the uh, whatever uh, warehouse. Jason, it, what's the
1: I, question, Jason? Did you get let go?
3: No, no, I didn't. Um, I got let go, yes. I got okay. let go for that. Okay. So I just want to know if I get any severance or... You know what I mean? Like what, yep. what, what You, you absolutely
1: get severance. Jason, how, how long did you work there for total? I
3: was there, I was there for like two
1: and a half years. And so, uh, what was the job? What were you doing there? Welding. Welding, okay. And how old are you, Jason?
3: I am 35.
1: So, yeah, you would be owed right around four months' pay. Three to four months' pay is what you'd be owed. Uh, and I take it you didn't get any severance? I
3: got I, – I think I just got uh, what I had left, like my, my actual pay – and uh, some vacation money that was left. I didn't get any severance. From yeah, Ryan, no, from that, that's I a did.
1: wrongful dismissal, uh, Jason, for sure. Now, how long ago was this?
3: This was in uh, mid-August of this year.
1: Okay, good. So, so you're certainly well within time. There's, there's a two-year limitation period, so there's no problem there. So you've been wrongfully dismissed, Jason, uh, and, and you're owed between three to four months compensation, three to four months. There's no way they could have let you go in that scenario for cause. Therefore, you've been wrongfully dismissed. The good news is this is not difficult to resolve. This is a pretty straightforward fact scenario. So give me a call. Let's talk off here. Let me help you get that severance. You have been wrongfully dismissed, and we can get you the compensation that you owed.
0: Jason, that number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 855 821 5900 That's uh, to get a hold of Lior after the show, by the way. Uh, I got Trevor here in Orangeville. Good evening, Trevor. Hi, how are you? Okay, What's uh, what's your concern?
3: Oh, I work for an engineering consulting company, and they've been laying people off for the last like, three years, a few people a week, basically. Uh, they've reduced our vacation days. We got three sick days now, down from 10. Uh, they've reduced our S P matching benefits. They moved our office from one end of the city to the other. It seems like they're doing everything they can to try to get us to quit. Um, and the severance they are giving people, it's one week per year of service and one week of notice up to a maximum of eight weeks is right. that right
1: no it, it's not right Trevor uh, well let's talk about your situation specifically I can tell you how much you'd be owed if, if something happened with you how long have you worked there 10 years 10 years and, and what do you do just generally I'm an engineer you're an engineer good and how old are you Trevor 33 so someone in your situation you're looking at right around nine months pay okay Uh, One of the factors, you're considered to be a young guy, right, uh, in your early Mm -hmm. 30s. So uh, right around nine months pay is what I would assess you at. Uh, So that's that's a lot more than… Is
3: that that severance or is that severance plus notice? Are those two things separate? That's
1: your total entitlements. That includes notice and severance. The generic term for it is severance, i.e. the compensation that you're owed as a result of losing your job. Now, some of that could be potentially given to you by way of advance notice, but the total amount that they owe you is nine months. So if you were to say they were to give you a week's uh, notice per year and then another week's uh, uh, severance per year, that would be, you know, let's say 18 weeks. Mm -hmm. Let's call that uh, four months or so. So that's half of what you're actually owed, less than half of what you're owed. So now you know. Now, if they keep changing the terms of your employment, Uh, I mean, we probably can't do much about the changes that have happened so far, but if they keep changing, maybe they reduce pay or uh, change hours, et cetera, you may be able to force the issue. You may be able to treat that as a constructive dismissal uh, Mm -hmm. and and require them to pay you severance. But if that's not going to happen, and if they are at some point going to let you go, they are allowed to let you go, you know how much you're owed. Uh, The the one thing uh, that you never want to do is if you're not offered that 9 months' pay, uh, then you don't want to sign anything. You give me a call, and mm-hmm. I'll make sure that you get what you're owed. So nine months pays what you'd be owed. And tell your colleagues as well. If there's people that they're laying off, and they're only being provided with a week or two weeks' pay per mm-hmm. year of service, they're being wrongfully dismissed. And and okay. I bet you the company's getting away with it because people don't know. They haven't done okay, what you've just done, years. which is to get some advice.
0: And that layoff word comes up again and again, right? There you are yeah. again. Yeah, that's nonsense. Right?
1: It's a termination. I told yeah. them so about it. so if, you, if that happens to you, Trevor, now you know.
0: Trevor, that number, 1-855-821-5900. we will take a short break. More of your calls coming up on the other side, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. 735 on your Wednesday evening. Call that number. you want to send us an email as well for before or after the show, help at employmenthour.com. And if you haven't checked this one out, I know Lior mentioned it earlier, and that would be severancepaycalculator.com as well. Ben, good evening. Hey, good evening. What's up, pal?
4: Um... I'm uh, been with this company for since March of uh, this year, and uh, I'm in the uh, transportation logistics uh, uh, business. And uh, I'm employed hourly. And uh, uh, my first uh, two weeks of uh, receiving a pay uh, stub from, uh, from my employer uh, showed that, uh, along with my trip sheet, I was uh, missing about an hour and a half uh, for the two weeks. I get paid every week. Um, so that being said, um, I've monitored, uh, intermittently because of the frustration, um, I, I come upon discussing with my employer and, uh, when I review how many hours or how many hours a week I'm being docked, um, it, it, it just frustrates me. So I I, 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 don't have a total number of hours, how many, how much is owing back to me, but, uh, I didn't authorize the deduction on my pay. I didn't. Author- and I. I don't feel. I wasn't told that I. I have to pay to work for this company. It's a union shop, um, and I, I'm. not with that. I've.
3: All I've right.
4: discussed this, with, uh, discussed this with a union steward, and mm-hmm. uh, he's. Uh,
1: he's. It's, ben, you know,
0: I'll st- I'll stop you right there. I'll ben, stop yeah, you right there.
1: Uh, sorry, Ben. Unfortunately, the reason we're going to stop you is that. Because if you're part of a union, literally the only one that can answer this question or do something about it is the union. So whether or not what the employer is doing is legal or illegal, the, the only one that could do something about it that they would even know what it is is the union. There's really no other uh, other recourse here. So you have to talk to the union. I expect, and you know, I don't know this for sure, but I expect that if they're doing this in a union shop, it's probably legal. It's probably in the collective agreement that allows them to do that. You not, you didn't agree to it because when you're part of a union, you don't agree to anything. The collective agreement is there. The union has already agreed for you. So I suspect that you probably can't do anything, unfortunately, about the situation. That's, again, one of the problems of being unionized. 416-870-6400,
0: star 640 on sale. Michelle, good evening. are you? Hi, Michelle. What's your concern?
4: Um, I've got a friend. Um, She's about 62. She'd worked for this company for about 20 years and was let go in about June. Um, And she asked if she'd get any severance, and they said no.
1: Uh, Do you know uh, Michelle if she was part of a union? She's not. Okay. And do you know why they let her go, what the circumstances were?
4: Um, They said that uh, uh, a bad attitude she had.
1: I see. And then you, I think you said 20 years she was there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me make it very clear, Michelle, and, and I think uh, uh, the, that you you made a, just a very important call here for your friend. Is There's absolutely no way, no way whatsoever to let someone go, quote-unquote, for bad attitude without severance. You, you can certainly let the employee go, but you have to pay severance. And in fact, yes. your friend... In her 60s, as you said, 20 years of employment, mm-hmm. right there she's probably going to be owed anywhere from 18 to 24 months of, of compensation. So it's mm. 18 to 24 months. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, now, if she if she had stolen from them or if she had beat someone up, you know, I'm being ridiculous, no. but if she had done anything like that. No. Uh, but in her situation, no. Uh, is is she, uh, is she still looking for work?
4: Um, she... She's she definitely
1: wanting to uh, work again. She hasn't got a job yet. So, Michelle, I mean, I think you, you've done the first step. I think the second step is to have her give me a call. She's certainly been wrongfully dismissed. Uh, okay. She's certainly owed a lot of compensation after 20 years. Man, that, that's a long time to work for someone. Right. So... Uh, have her give me a call. I'll be more than happy to help her uh, to get everything that she's owed.
0: Michelle, that number, I'll give it to you right now before we uh, take a short break. That is 1-855-821-5900. That'll put you in touch with Lior. Shoot an email to us as well, helpandemploymenthour.com. The phone lines are open. More of your phone calls coming up after a, a quick break right here. 416 870 star 640 on cell. 744, Employment hour 416 8706400 Star 640 on sale. I got open lines you want to talk to us? We'll take your calls for the remainder of the hour. In the, uh, in the meantime, we were talking about rules of thumb that every employee must know. We talked about the laws being your friend. Uh, we also taught the beginning of the show of the week that was that if it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. Just keep that in your mind, at all times it's as simple as an, uh, an email we'll uh, cover that as well. Plus, there's no such thing as job security. Unless you work for a yeah, the security really company, isn't. I and guess that's job security. But, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. If you work for a security company, yeah. then yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, other than that, John, thank you. Uh, no, there the, the really isn't. And this is important to understand. People believe in it, and, and for good reason. I mean, I don't see why someone wouldn't think that necessarily, that hey, if I didn't do anything wrong, then I have job security. I have my job. No one can let me go, and, and things are going to be just fine for me. The reality is, John, that's not the case. You absolutely can be let go, even if you've done nothing wrong, even if there's really no reason. Uh, Obviously, severance has to be paid. That's what makes it a legal termination Mm -hmm. as long as severance is paid. But a lot of people are caught by surprise. They get very upset and emotional. And again, I completely understand that when They haven't done anything wrong. And all of a sudden, they find themselves without a job. Maybe even the employers alleged that they did something that they didn't do or the employer wasn't honest about the reason. The employer may have said, we're cutting costs, and then turned around and hired someone else. And yeah, you're right, that's not a good thing to do. And it's not right on, on certain levels, but it's not illegal. So you have to understand there's no such thing as job security. So you want you, you to be mindful of that. And, and you want to always be aware of what your legal rights are and, and, and kind of read the writing on the wall Uh, If you think you're being pushed out, you may be, uh, and and that's why when you sign a new employment agreement, you want to make sure that you're not giving up your future termination entitlements. One of the things that an employment agreement may do is say that if down the road the employer is going to let you go, they're going to pay you less severance. It reduces and eliminates some of your entitlements. But if you understand that there's no job security, which means you may well lose this job at some point, you'll be mindful of that, and you'll negotiate better severance terms or try to negotiate the the, the provision not to be included in your employment agreement. So that's a very important rule to keep in mind.
0: Maybe that term job security is something that bled over from a union environment, but you know we don't deal with that because you can't, right? So. You can't. Awesome. But think about it, John.
1: It, it makes sense. I've done nothing wrong, then my job's mm-hmm. secure. Unfortunately, that's not the case.
0: Uh, something else you have as a rule of thumb. Every employee should know you have to assume. You have to assume that your severance offer is inadequate.
1: Yeah, th- that is, you know, maybe should have made that rule number one. Yeah. Uh, because that is literally where the money is, literally. Uh, if you lost your job and you're holding a severance offer, before you've even read the first word on, on the first line, you have to assume that severance offering is inadequate. And, and why? Well, because the vast majority are. In fact, well over 90% of severance offers are completely inadequate to the tune of tens of thousands of dollars. We've spoken to a few people already this evening uh, on the show where they've been offered very little uh, compared to what they were actually owed. So so remember that. That is extremely important and, and get that advice. If you, have, if you assume that the severance offer is inadequate, you'll get advice. You'll use the severance calculator. You'll call me. You'll call an employment lawyer. If you don't want to call me, that's fine. But you have to get that advice to make sure that you get what you're owed. You don't want to accept pennies on the dollars like so many people do yeah. because they just don't know any better. It is very frustrating. Uh, and uh, y- your severance offer has to be uh, proper. There's there's the three factors: age, position, and length of employment. It's not a week per year or two weeks per year. No. So that's the rule. If you're holding a severance offer in your hand, or you're, you're you're gonna hold one at some point, you have to assume it's inadequate.
0: Got open lines. If you'd uh, like to call in, have an opinion or question, four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell. The uh, rules of thumb every employee must know. If you got to trust your spidey sense on this one. If you think you're about to lose your job, well, you're probably right.
1: Yeah, and I get calls literally every single week with people that haven't yet been let go, but they, they see the writing the, on the wall or maybe they suspect it. You know, someone is not treating them the same way. They haven't been included in the group emails or they haven't been called into meetings. They, they see that their boss is being colder, more distant uh, and, and they think, well, I think I'm being pushed out. And in most cases, the vast majority of these cases, when someone calls me saying, uh, you know, I'm, I'm about to be pushed out, I get another call a week later or so saying it, it happened. They let me go. So what does that mean? If if you believe you're about to be let go, and you probably are, if that's what you believe, then let's be prepared for it. Have in, uh, in available to you the documents you're going to need to deal with that. Have a copy of your employment agreement. Uh, have a copy of uh, any other policies or pay stubs, uh, you know, T4s, all that accessible because we may need to look at that if your employment comes to an end. If you think your employer is going to allege cause, maybe there's emails or performance reviews or other documents we may need to look at and consider. Uh, so that uh, we can properly deal with your termination. So be prepared. Do your homework. If you believe you're about to be let go, it's, it's, it's probably a good rule to remember that it's, it's likely going to happen. You're probably not wrong. So let's be prepared for it.
0: We'll get to one more before we take a break. We love this one. It's going to be a T-shirt. Don't mess with mama.
1: Right? <laughs> you know what? I- I'm going to find a way, John, to say that line every show we ever do from now yeah, on. right. Line. Exactly. I-, I-, I love that line. Uh, you don't mess with mama. And that, that is a rule that, you know what, both employers and employees, maybe employers even more, should keep in mind. The law provides such good and, and uh, extensive protections to, to parents, to, to mothers, fathers, people that are taking parental leave, maternity leave, uh, that, that, that really that is such a strong rule. If you're going to uh, mistreat a, a woman that's about to take uh, pregnancy leave, not take her back, let her go, uh, give her a hard time because she has a doctor's appointment, etc., That is just bad. That's an invitation for a human rights complaint, potentially a constructive dismissal or a wrongful dismissal. It's just a very, very bad idea. So that is an extremely uh, important rule. You know, you should write that if you're an employer right on, uh, on your wall there in front of your computer so you never forget it. You don't mess with mama. You don't mistreat. You don't change the terms of any employee that's taking parental leave. You let them be. You let them do what they need to do. You take them back. You treat them with respect. That is the rule. 416-870-6400,
0: 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Taking a short break. Come back with one more segment. Uh, any phone calls you want to get them in right now at that phone number before we wrap it up for uh, another night. Lots of stuff still to get through here on the Employment Hour. It's Talk Radio, AM 640. So got some time here to give us a call at that uh, phone number. Get your concerns out there so Lear can uh, can answer them. Jeremy, good evening. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, Jeremy, go ahead.
4: The other day I heard you talking about the salary staff being entitled to overtime pay, and
1: I was wondering when would they be entitled to overtime pay because you said managers work. Right. So, so yeah, managers are exempt from overtime. Oh, Sorry. Go ahead. No, uh, managers are exempt, but but non-managers that are on salary would be getting overtime if they work more than 44 hours a week. Is, is that what you mean?
4: Yeah, exactly. So, when... Doesn't matter what your position is, or or what company you work for, or what you're doing. If you work more than 44 hours a week in your salary, you're entitled to overtime
1: pay. Well, there, there's some positions, uh, Jeremy, that are exempt. For example, IT professionals are exempt. Other professionals, like doctors, lawyers, are exempt. Uh, engineers, uh, but but so there's specific positions that are exempt from overtime. But generally, for the most part, most population. Uh, Salary, big company, small company, if you work more than 44 hours a week, you're entitled to overtime. You get paid time and a half for anything over 44 hours a week. Uh, What position do you have, Jeremy? Uh,
4: Supervisor for a construction company.
1: Okay, so, so first of all, uh, as a supervisor, you wouldn't be entitled to, and th- there are, depending on, the, on the, uh, the construction, there are some exemptions when it comes to construction. Usually construction, uh, th- there's different rules when it comes to overtime, so that may not apply to you. So my, my best advice is if you want to know specifically if you or someone else is owed overtime, let's talk off air so I can ask some specific questions about your situation. Uh, but like I said, the rule generally is over 44 hours a week, even if you're a salary, you get paid overtime.
0: Jeremy, that number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred, and uh' don't, don't we we had one don't know where they went, so we'll continue with this before we uh wrap for the night. I want to get to uh Severance, excuse me Severns pay calculator is uh where we're gonna go, so we'll give some details. I've talked about it a few times here on the show tonight, so uh, give me some deeds, my friend
1: yes, sir, so uh you know you you've heard me already ask on the show today a few times. Uh, our callers, three questions. How old you are, the length of your employment, and what type of job you've had. And, and the reason I've asked those questions is that is the information that uh, is needed to determine how much compensation, how mm-hmm. much severance someone gets if they lost their job. Well, anyone can get that information. Anyone can find that out. You simply go to severancepaycalculator.com to find out how much compensation you're owed if you lost your job, or maybe like some of our callers, you're worried about losing your job, severancepaycalculator.com input your age your position and the length of your employment and you're going to find out right there and then how much severance you're owed it's free it's easy to use check it out severancepaycalculator.com
0: Rhonda, i think we got you back how are you good evening
5: yes. fine thank you sorry about that no worries
0: there. yeah go ahead
5: okay so my uh, my sister is uh soon to be 66 years old She's worked for um, uh, an agency, a company, for the past 23 years, and uh, this the owner of the company has gone through a couple different franchise businesses. I don't really understand, but um, he's, he's uh, reduced her pay on a number of occasions. He's reduced her time that she works. But she's never really stopped working those hours. He had a secondary business that she basically ran for a couple of years before he sold it, but he never paid her any more money for that. Now, she's, um, she's really, really uh, um, felt the stress of this over the past couple of years. She wants to retire, but he owes her so much money that she can't retire because she doesn't have the money to retire. So she's uh, she's trying to put a, a package together for him to sign so that she can retire that would guarantee that he's going to pay her some money over the course of the next 10 years, and then he wants to pay her in dividends instead of money, but he won't sign anything, and now her health is failing, and she's she's terrified. She doesn't know what to do.
1: Well, you know, Rhonda, I mean, it would be a mistake for her in this situation to think that she can negotiate this or, or come to an agreement with the employer. Obviously, he thinks he has all the leverage. She needs to, to do something to even it out. She needs to, to get legal advice and, and not do this on her own. Do this with a lawyer. Approach him the way it needs to be approached and negotiate proper compensation. My concern is that in every day that she's waiting, but she's potentially losing money because there's only a two-year limitation period. So she can only go back to amounts owed for her over the last two years, potentially. So every day, potentially, again, money is being lost. She needs to give me a call, and I wouldn't wait on this, and I wouldn't risk her health by trying to deal with it herself. It's just not going to happen. No. Uh, okay. have, me, have her give me a call. We can deal with this. We can. She needs to retire. Uh, I can only imagine that she's uh, she's counting the days where she can be out of there. Uh, and he owes her what he owes her. He's going to have to pay. And if he won't sign, then we'll have to make him pay it. Uh, it's as simple as that. So please give her, have her give me a call. I'll be more than happy to talk to her.
0: Rhonda, that number encloses one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. If you haven't tried it yet, go to severancepaycalculator dot com. See what you are really owed according to the law. Remember that. We'll be back here on the weekend, and of course Monday nights at seven o'clock, and as always, seven, uh, Wednesday nights rather at seven o'clock. The Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM six forty.